Welcome to the Website Coach Podcast, the podcast for entrepreneurs and small business owners that want a winning website, one that attracts more visitors and helps them book more clients. I'm Marie Brown, a website designer and business strategist, and I'll be sharing simple and actionable tips to help you create a winning website. So let's get started. Hello, welcome to episode number 78 of the Website Coach Podcast. And this week, I'm talking about easy ways to make more money in your business. Yes, the last couple of episodes, I've been talking very much about website-related things. And this week, I thought I would change it up a bit and talk about something which is hugely important in your business. Because we're running a business after all, we are not running hobbies, and that means that we need to make money. And most businesses could make more money than they currently do. And I will put my hand up and say, mine included. But often, we are so deep in the weeds of our businesses that we just don't see how. And there may be some simple things that you're missing out on. And that's what I'm going to talk about in this episode. And put simply, to make more money in your business, you can either increase the amount of money coming in, or you can reduce the amount of money going out. (laughs) I know, I know, I could get paid good money for such insightful advice. But I promise this episode is going to give you some very practical ways of doing just that. So what are these easy ways? Well, the first one is to collect what is due. This one is really easy because you don't have to go and find clients or do much work. It's just to collect what is due. So it's the equivalent of finding spare change down the back of the sofa. Or You know when it gets to winter, when it gets to October and you put your winter coat on for the first time and you find that £10 note in the pocket that you had completely forgotten was in there? Yes, this is the equivalent. You've done the work already. So first of all, chase up any unpaid invoices. Resend it in the same format you originally did with a reminder it's overdue. You've got no response after a couple of days? Resend again. And send a personal message via social media or text. I find that usually works quite well. Still not got a response? Give them a phone call. Yep, why not? Next, invoice for any work done that you haven't yet invoiced for. So many business owners leave money on the table. Doing the work, but not invoicing for it. It doesn't matter if it's been ages. Invoice. See? told you these were easy tips. I know you might say, I don't, I don't like chasing up invoices. That's not easy, but it is relatively when you are running a business because you're not having to get more clients or uh, get uh, more money by getting clients to pay more, um, for example. But the second way is, <laughs> so the second way is to get more clients. And indeed, that is the way most people think of when it comes to making more money in their business. And I'm not going to dwell on this particular one, but what can you do to get more clients? Well, the most important thing is to get word out that you are selling whatever product or service that you're selling. Tell people who already know you and ask them if they know anyone who might be looking for whatever that might be. We do not do this enough. And there are three broad ways that you can find people to sell to. So you can build an audience of potential clients. That's what most of us do. So you can do that by networking, social media, PR, SEO, 
and loads of other ways. And I talked about this going back to episode 22 of this podcast. Another way is to borrow somebody else's. This is one reason I advocate making connections with other people who run businesses complementary to yours with a similar target audience. And basically, you are using their audience to sell your products or services. You might pay them a commission to do this, or you may have a reciprocal arrangement where you do it for them, or indeed you might have built up enough goodwill that they will do it for nothing in return. And this is a tried and tested route. Many of the big name entrepreneurs do this a lot. They sell for each other. You know, people like Amy Porterfield. You know, she sells Stuart McLaren's program and he sells um, hers. And they also ask people who've been through their programs to be affiliates. And what that means is those affiliates are promoting these big name programs to their own audiences. And of course, you can buy an audience via ads. Now, you need to ensure you're running ads that don't cost more than the value of the leads you're bringing in. And I'd be a bit more cautious with this one initially, at least until you get it working. And I've tinkered with ads before. I've not spent very much money on them, but I have actually uh, spent money on ads. I've never really managed to get any traction. But if you do find ads working for you, then definitely crank it up. So what's the third easy way? Well, that's to increase your prices. I know, I know, most small business owners are frightened of putting up their prices because they're worried that they will frighten clients away. Now, price may well be a factor in someone's decision. It probably is. But it's rarely the only one. People are much more focused on value for what they are spending. Even something like a tin of baked beans, which is a real commodity, especially if you buy a well-known brand. There's absolutely no difference between a tin of Heinz baked beans bought at Lidl and one bought at Harrods. I don't know. Do Harrods sell Heinz baked beans? Probably not, but you know what I mean. There's certainly no difference between one at, say, I don't know, Waitrose and one at Lidl. I would pay more for a tin of baked beans if it was convenient. I'm not going to drive to a different shop to save five pence on a tin of baked beans, unless I was going there anyway. Another example is the hairdressers I go to. They've got a group of trainees that are dying to practice their blow-drying skills on clients. You can just turn up, no need to book, and they will find you somebody to give you a blow-dry. Now, these trainees have been training for about six months, and they've done quite a lot of blow-dries in the salon too. So, you know, they're not complete rookies. I've used them twice, and they were much cheaper than the stylist that I normally use. But you know what? Next time, I'm actually going to go back to my usual stylist. Why? Well, trainees take a lot longer, and I just don't like the result as much. It's, it's fine when I walk out the salon, but it just doesn't last. And I find the next day, certainly, it's just nowhere near as good as when I get a stylist to do it, um, who, you know, my hair looks great the next day as well. So my stylist might be more expensive. She's not unaffordable. And I've decided that she offers better value. I prefer the way she does my hair and I value my time. Now, I'm about to increase my own prices for Bespoke websites. So if you are thinking about a new website, please do book in a call so that we can secure the current pricing. And I usually do this about once a year. 
there's absolutely no reason why you can't increase prices more often. As you get more experience, you no doubt give your clients a better service. And that's worth charging more for. And indeed, some coaches I know say that after you know each, say, five clients, you should put up your prices. Now, I may charge a lot more now than I did when I first started out, but I know my clients get a lot more too. In fact, I'd actually say they get better value now than they did when I was first starting out, even though they're paying more. And increasing your prices doesn't mean you will have fewer clients. Indeed, my experience has been the opposite. Every time I increase my prices, I seem to get more clients. I'm not entirely sure why that is. There must be some psychology behind it, or it could just be that the momentum that I have got going means that I'm getting more and more clients anyway. It might be that my offer is considered more valuable. And in fact, I do usually change what's included each year too. Or maybe I've got renewed energy. I'm not sure, but certainly my experience is I do get more clients. And in fact, undercharging is one of the worst things you can do in business. Because when you get that difficult client, you will really resent working for too little. We've all been there. And if you're not getting as many clients after increasing your prices as you want, and you think price could be the reason, there's no reason why you can't reduce it again. You can run a special offer and see if it makes a difference. Now, I'm not suggesting you price yourself out of the market. So if the market for your product is, say, 40 to 60 pounds, you could move up within that range or even try 65 pounds. But a price increase to, say, 100 pounds would need you to shift the market or move to a different one. And that brings me on to number four, which is moving up the value chain. So a lot of clients who come to me for a new website are ones who want to start attracting a a better customer. Or maybe they've started to attract a better customer and realise their website is holding them back from doing this more. By better customer, I mean one who is prepared to pay more for your service, which I think we'll all agree is the holy grail. Now, you might need to pivot your offer too. It might need repackaging. It might need some different features. It might need different messaging. But you can certainly do that. I mean, when you think about Jo Malone, ultimately she sells candles at a multiple of the cost of a Yankee candle. Why? Well, she's selling a differently packaged product to a different market. And that's all it comes down to. Yes, some people might prefer the scent of Jo Malone to the scent of Yankee candle. But ultimately, it's the same product. It's just a different market. So, and that's what this is about. It's about selling the same product or service to a slightly different group. And if you're interested in knowing more about this, then please go and check out episode number 37 uh, of this podcast, which was Secret to Attracting High Paying Clients. And there's lots of ideas as to how you can do that on there. Number five is upselling. So this is slightly different. This is moving clients to a better offer. So when you think about an airline, for example, they offer business and first class as well as economy, charging you more, of course, for business and first class. And you're still flying to the same location, still going to the same place, but you're doing so in a bit more style and a bit more comfort. You get wider seats, more legroom, and a better quality meal. Well, allegedly anyway. <laughs> You might also get more luggage allowance, 
You may even get service with a smile. And of course, there are customers of the airline who value that and they're willing to pay more to get it. And it doesn't cost the airline that much more to offer it, at least not to the additional price they charge. So think about your existing offer. Can you offer a higher price alternative that gives more, that clients might value paying extra for, or at least some might, but doesn't cost you that much more to deliver? So again, it's thinking about value, what people will pay for that doesn't cost you that much more to deliver. Can you offer a VIP version? So there are other benefits to offering a VIP package, but people buying it instead of a standard offer is clearly one benefit. Then you need to tell people about these alternatives. First of all, you need to persuade them to buy your service, then offer them the upsell. And if you sell online, there are different pieces of tech that allow you to do this. So you can use something like Thrivecart. And as people go through the checkout, it will ask them if they want to upgrade. So the sixth easy way is to sell add-ons. This is about giving more to people who are already buying. Like the online supermarket shop, which asks if you want to add other items to your basket. Things it thinks you might have forgotten because you bought them before. Or things which others often buy with your purchases. Some of which I must say I think are very suspect. Or even just completely random items. Certainly that's what I seem to get suggested. What can you offer clients so they spend more with you? What might they value? And this is not dissimilar to, the, to what we were just talking about. If you're a massage therapist, so this is not just offering them a VIP, something slightly better massage, this might be offering the oils that you use in your session for them to use at home. And I don't mean for massage, but could you sell candles or diffusers or pillow sprays? If you're a business coach, could you sell some additional online training that could be accessed when they're not having a session with you, which you could charge extra for? Or could, put you t- or could you put together some kind of a workbook, planner or similar? You could have these printed or you could offer downloadable PDFs. And I've certainly seen a number of coaches do that and do that well. The final way is to reduce the money going out. So another way to make money is basically to spend less. What outgoings can you reduce? What can you lose altogether? So we're looking at reducing spend that's not worth what you're paying for it. So clearly anything which you're just not using at all, that's an easy thing to get rid of. But we could probably slash our expenditure more, but there are some things which are valuable. So for example, I pay for automated website backups for my maintenance clients. And I could reduce my expenditure by just cutting that out altogether. And that's a significant spend. And I could manually back up all the websites. But I offer backups every single day. And manually backing up all of the websites that I look after every single day would take me time. And so it's worth spending the money to get that time back. So that's not the kind of thing that I'm thinking about here in terms of cutting. But I do regularly take a look at my expenditure. And I just check that I'm using the items that I'm paying for. And that I'm happy to be paying for them. And it's a pretty quick job if you do this regularly, say, I don't know, once every quarter or even once a year when you're looking at your accounts. But it's one that can reap a significant sum, especially for subscriptions, which might be small amounts of money, but they are very frequent um, amounts of money that you're paying out. 
So that's it. Seven easy ways to make more money in your business. And I'm just going to run through them again and just take a note of which ones you think are the easiest for you to do, or maybe even just one that you think is the easiest for you to do. And put that in action. And do let me know um, if that's what you're doing and what the results of that are. I would be really, really interested. So you can contact me at say hello at beyondthekitchentable.co.uk. That's my email address. Or you can direct message me on Instagram where I'm at beyondthekt. So just quickly going through those seven again. The first is collecting what is due. So that is chasing up unpaid invoices and invoicing for any work that you've done that you haven't yet invoiced for. The second is getting more clients. So selling more to people who are already in your audience. Um, the third is to increase your prices. And I think we can probably all uh, look at doing that one. The fourth is to move up the value chain. So this is getting better customers who are prepared to pay more for your service. And you do you may need to repackage what you offer in order to appeal to those customers, but certainly having a look at whether you can move up that value chain. The fifth one is upselling. So this is like the airline offering business in first class. So you're still selling ultimately what is the same thing to somebody, but you're just doing it in a more luxurious or VIP way. The sixth way was to sell add-ons. So this is other things that can people can buy alongside your offer. And the final way was to reduce the money that you are spending. So I hope that was helpful. And of course, with any money that you do make, really good investment of that is actually to invest in a new website. <laughs> and because I am putting my prices up at the beginning of April, if that is something that you're interested in, please do let me know and book in a call. Because even if we don't start your website before the 1st of April, then anybody who is booked in before that will be able to secure the current pricing. So again, I'm say hello at Beyond the Kitchen Table and my website address is in the uh, show notes for this episode. It is beyondthekitchentable.co.uk and you can see what I offer and my prices on there. So that's it for this week. I will see you all again next week. Have a great week. Thank you so much for listening all the way to the end. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to follow or subscribe so that you don't miss future episodes. And I'd really appreciate it if you could leave a five-star review. That makes a massive difference as to whether Apple shows my podcasts more widely. And head over to my website, beyondthekitchentable.co.uk, where you can find all the ways you can work with me, whether you're just starting out, looking to grow your business, or scaling it. And see you next week.